You were listening to episode 104 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators podcast, we're going to talk about a console you should pick up, games you should play on it, and all this for around $200 in this week's Starter Kit Showdown. Thank you for that, sir. So, uh... As you just heard from Ryan, this is going to be our starter kit showdown for the PlayStation 4. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, go check those out. Uh, we've got one on PlayStation 1, 2, and 3. Uh, this week on our episode, we are going to be talking about a few different things. Uh, the first one being Sony just bought Crunchyroll for $957 million, Ryan. That's exciting news. Uh, we're also going to be covering forecasting of PlayStation 4 games. So with this being a starter kit showdown... I'm going to be looking at games that you should probably pick up for the near future that are going to have a collectible type aspect to it, maybe go up in value. And then Ryan's going to give his starter kit showdown of games that he would put into a PS4 collection for 200 bucks. Uh, we'll also cap it out with the Blair Witch Project, or really Blair Witch, on PS4. Uh, dude, that game was freaky. Spooky. When we got to that point in the game where I was like, all right, we're good. That, By that the way, uh, you're not listening to this on Happy Spooky Day, but Happy Spooky Day to everybody. I exactly. hope it was a good one. Yeah. I hope you got lots of candy. Or lots of spookies. Or lots of spookies. I hope you didn't get egged. Uh, yeah, that'd be a bad thing. Do they do that anymore? Is that still a thing? Uh, like, is the trick still out there? So I've actually seen on my uh, Nextdoor app and uh, Ring that people are getting egged, so I guess it's still a thing. I got ketchuped one time. Somebody literally, like, grabbed a ketchup packet from, like, a grocery store and, like, wound oh, it up. Twist it up and they, they throw and it they it threw pops. it at my car at one point. So it's like this thing of red. That was years ago, but, yeah, I got ketchuped one time. Okay, so, uh, you know, with all of our episodes, uh, we're going to go ahead and kick it off right now. You know what? No, let's not kick it off with what I picked up and what I'm currently playing. Let's let the people know where to find us. So you can, of course, catch us on all those awesome podcast applications out there. Podbean, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found, and on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's going to be at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook and at Game Deflators on Twitter. Because they, like they don't like the. Exactly. Okay, so now, recent pickups. Super light week for me. In fact, the only reason, I will tell you the only reason I picked this up is because my buddy that's coming into town, Justin, uh, who's going to record with us next week. Uh, we've always had this running joke of what's the best PlayStation 2 game. And we always say that it's the Bible game on the PlayStation 2. Mm. So I picked up the Bible game. I'm surprised you didn't 2. already have it. I am too. So yeah, we're going to play the Bible game next week. Actually, yeah, let's play Bible game next week. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do that. That's going to be kind of ridiculous. We'll do that and we'll play some Mario what, Party. What's the going rate? Would you pay for it? Uh, I paid like nine bucks and I wasn't happy with the condition. So I am going to return it. But... I'll hold on to it long enough so we can play it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to. You've been so, warned, seller. So it says complete and I buy it. Like, I didn't go through to look at the condition. It says complete, very good condition. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's enough for me to know. And it didn't say scratches or anything like that. I get it. It comes in. And of course, I didn't look at the pictures. So I look and there's no manual. I'm like, you said complete in your title. You know, like, I can see now why people will be like, hey, you didn't represent that correctly because not everyone looks at pictures for small games like this. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, my mistake on not looking at the photos, but it came here in time, which is cool. So we'll get the return. We'll send it back. Um, it does have some scratches, which I wasn't happy about. And we'll kind of go from there. Buyer beware. Buyer beware. But yeah, so I got the Bible game. I didn't play a whole lot of games this week. Um, just super busy prepping for my buddy to come into town, uh, cleaning up around the house, just craziness. But I did play a little bit of Jade Cocoon uh, after our last episode and then like one or once or twice during the week. And the game is, it's interesting. It's kind of slow paced, you know, to be honest. It's not where I would Plot want wise? it. Yeah, like I get what they're doing. And it's just an interesting concept of like having to capture different, uh, I guess they're creatures. I don't remember the exact tone, but. Mons. Uh, mons some type of mons. Some type of mons. And you got to capture them and you spin them into silk and you sell the silk to get your items. And uh, you can capture others and merge them together like evolution to create new monsters that are able to be summoned into battle and, and fight for you. So that's all fine and dandy. And like you have like multiple gates you can go to throughout the forest. Uh, so I'm in the dragonfly forest right now. And there's like three other gates, I think, to get into. So it's kind of slow paced right now. I do like the visuals. Uh, the voice acting's pretty cool. The controls are a little wonky. Hard to control the character at times just because it's you don't have access to the like it, at least it won't let me access the analog sticks for movement so i'm using the d-pad and if you like just happen to hit left or something like you're basically trying to smother the d-pad with your thumb to go different directions you know kind of like when you're doing street fighter moves on a d-pad where you have to like quickly move your thumb to do like forward down to get yeah. certain moves similar to that in a sense it's just kind of it's kind of difficult mm. to control so it's interesting. It's a short RPG, so I'm going to muster my way through it and get it done. And uh, hopefully Jade Cocoon 2 is better whenever I get to that point. But once I get done with this, I don't know what I'm playing next. Maybe some Tenchu. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, that, that's what I got, man. Uh, you, it looks like, have some exciting news, though. Yes, no pickup, but uh, anybody out there that's been listening for a while knows that I'm stoked for the play date to come out and they finally dropped a new update. It's been like since May, since I've heard anything new about it, I think. So, uh, they're going to be delaying the release until 2021. So, I mean, that's fine. Everything that's worth buying has been delayed until next year. It seems anyway, so might as well pile on, but they're, uh, super excited. They sound like they're going to have like an unlimited supply they're trying to not be able to sell out they're getting all their manufacturing ready and they're going to have an even bigger list of games available when it comes out than what they initially expected last year so all good there speaking of delays uh did you see that uh cyberpunk was also delayed to uh like 21 days like yeah. it's still coming out this year it's just going to be december instead of november it's like the, what the third or fourth delay this game has had overall yeah from what i can gather from hearing about it it sounds like it's because they're trying to launch simultaneously on like nine different platforms <laughs> like the old old like original launch ps4 is probably slowing them down a bit well and they said like pc is already done for example mm -hmm. like that's finished it's good to go uh but i guess that's simultaneous release yeah which makes sense but at the same time like eh, you know at least they're they're patching it up they're making sure it's a good game like i can appreciate that and that's where we've Always. talked about this in the past yeah. like i would much rather see a game 
not have like a crazy day one patch. You're always going to have them for the most part, but I'd rather not see a crazy day one patch if the developer can take the time and delay the game and make sure we have a good experience up front versus popping in the disc and it's four hours until you can play. Yeah. You know, so. The other unfortunate aspect, though, that we have talked about before as well is that that means there's going to be like 21 days of crunch for these guys. Yeah, but I mean, who's to say that they haven't had 21 days of crunch already and this is them allowing them to... Just more piled on. Yeah, just allowing them to fix those bugs and kind of get things cleaned up. I think it's fine, but we'll I, I see. They I think talked about crunch to, with this. Yeah, yeah, I think they, they've talked about trying not to do it and then they did it and then they apologized for it or something like that. But anyways, I feel like you've gotten off topic, John. I feel like you feel like this is another week where I haven't played anything. I mean, contrary I, to popular belief, really? I do sometimes play video games and participate in a video game podcast at the same time. So this week but, I finally wait, started. Well, but you're not playing the game right now. Not, not, OK, not simultaneously at the same exact time. So I guess not not simultaneously, but I will do both in the same week from time to time. Uh-huh. OK, gotcha. That, that makes so, thanks for the clarity, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's been listening for a while knows that I've not been playing Persona since like march but music to church of the game grinders ears you you did what this week i played persona and i'm at the point where there's like like on average it's like 68 to 80 hours so i'm gonna just call it 75 hours and i'm like 17 18 hours in when i started playing again so i've got <laughs> like almost about an hour a day that i gotta play to be able to beat this in time. Well, and the good thing is you could spend like three hours in one day and take a break, but you shouldn't. You should just play three <laughs> right. hours a day for a while. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I'm going to wait till I'm uh, until it's 70 hours before the end of the year, and then I'm just going to marathon through. <laughs> no sleep. No. Yeah, so I'm... I'm going to start cranking that out again. I got to relearn, like, all these systems. Like, that's one of the things that kind of, I think, pushed me away when I stopped playing was... Well, A, I started playing like Dark Souls and Sekiro and all that stuff. But uh, I think that I don't really get or maybe haven't just really tried to do like as much of the monster fusion. And I know that that's like a huge aspect of this game. So all the little bit that I did think I knew, I'm going to have to go back and like read some wikis to try to figure out how to to handle this game. Did you has your wife been playing Tsushima or no? No, not at all. No. Okay. I'm just curious. I know you guys. If have... you think I don't play games, let me tell you. I don't know. I How long maybe. did we have Sin was sacrifice, John? And you guys never played it? Nope. No. No, you guys had it for like six months. At least. It's such a great game, too. Well, uh, it's good to hear that you're playing Persona. We're gonna see if Ryan can actually complete this. So hedge your bets now. Uh, to see if he completes the inflation deflation challenge not I, inflation deflation challenge <laughs> new games resolution challenge i gotta think of a game for next year that i'm actually gonna be so driven to play i just get it out of the way right away i mean i wasn't really driven to play shenmue and i that took me forever man like i think i beat sukadan 2 faster than shenmue so we'll see yeah we'll figure that out we gotta get our game set up when uh new year's rolls around so you know, normally we don't have an article with these uh, episodes, but... This, this was, is a tiny one. Yeah, and it's Sony. Super tiny, and it's Sony-related, so it made sense. And it's not gaming-related, per se, but it's still Sony. So, Sony has uh, agreed to buy Crunchyroll for $957 million. I think they're still in, like, final talks, but it sounds like it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's not a done deal yet. Yeah. 
So this is uh, Brian Ashcroft of Kotaku. Like you said earlier, I'm pretty sure we've had an article by this guy before, uh, but definitely check out his stuff. And so, dude, I think this is pretty cool. Like, they already own a huge stake in Funimation, really 95%. So Which I didn't know. So, yeah, and I've known that one for a bit. Um, and, of course, you know, you're going to have two anime-type streaming services, right, kind of joint together. So it does make me wonder, will they keep these separate, or will they have, like, one, you know, kind of like Disney Plus with, you know, you have Disney Plus, you've got your ESPN, you have... Um, uh, what is it? Hulu together. You know, you've got those three and they can bundle them up or you can keep them separate. I do wonder if we'll see stuff like that kind of coming from Sony. They do have Sony pictures, so you're going to have movies available as well. So this kind of puts them into the thick of the streaming wars in a sense. Yeah. In I'd, terms of video. I'd Things. Yeah, like PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, Crunchyroll, Sony Pictures. Like, dude, that would be phenomenal. Give like, me the Sony fan package. That would be their, I wouldn't say their answer, but that would be pretty close to their answer to the whole Xbox, you know, program that's going out, the Xbox Cloud and all of that. Oh, like Xbox Game Pass and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. I think that would kind of be their answer to that, right? Like, you're not just getting games on this. Now you're getting movies. You're getting all the Sony picture stuff. You're getting the Crunchyroll anime. You're going to get the games. You're going to get PlayStation Plus. You know, all of that tied in into one nice package. Mm -hmm. That could be pretty interesting for the PS5 moving forward if they go that route. So we'll uh, we'll hear more of this and how... I mean, it could not get tied in at all, too. So... But I know there's been, like, some coordination in the past between Crunchyroll and Funimation, like they pretty much split up like Crunchyroll gets all the subtitle versions and then Funimation gets all the dub versions of stuff. Well, now that Sony owns both, it's, it's like, why would you even need to, you know, have separate things? You could just make one thing. It could either be like just Crunchyroll Crunchy or just Funimation. Yeah, Crunchymation. There you go. Ryan dubbed it first. Or Funny Roll. Yeah. Well, <laughs> subbed it first because it's not dubbed. No, no, not subbed. You did dub it. You dubbed it. Yeah. Crunchymation. Okay, well, that's about it on that one. So uh, let's get into the PS4 games that you should buy for my end. So you're going to be looking at games that you would add in a collection to make like the perfect collection. I'm putting that $200 into games that I think are going to potentially go up uh, based on certain criteria. So John's got a list of games here, several of which I have no idea what they are. Several of which I know what they are, but I don't know why they would necessarily go up in value so this will be a really interesting look into the mind of somebody that spends way too much money on video games yeah yeah it really is actually okay so uh you know here here's kind of my criteria when you have and it's interesting because of how many options we have available to us to make things collectible in a sense nowadays versus what we had in the playstation 2 playstation 3 uh well kind of playstation 3 type eras right for what was available and when I look at this, one of the things I'm not including are limited run games, because regardless if it's a thousand count game, you know, like it's it's going to be limited. It's going to be rare from the get go. I'm not looking at that. Like not not actual games from the company limited run. Just yeah, like just it, releases if, that didn't have like a mass release. Yeah, releases didn't have a mass release or nothing um, that was like this game only available at Target. Well, no, no, I've got this game only available at Target type stuff on okay. here. So, you know, those are fine, but I'm looking at, like, that's fine. That's a limited release. You know, 
obscurity in terms of like what the hell is this that i'm buying you know it's not super popular but it could be popular down the road because it's pretty well reviewed uh little things like that and you kind of look back at things like on the super nintendo and the n64 and playstation 1 and ps2 and you start looking at the games that were in a sense not like the most popular right but they were africa. good africa is a good example on playstation 3 it's not really like the best game but it's super flippin' obscure wasn't really mass produced not a whole ton of people have that game and it's gone up in value you know like unless it receives some sort of like reprint like some ps2 games are getting nowadays it should stay in the direction that it's at right now mm-hmm. um so that's kind of my criteria and like i said no limited run games uh i just don't I don't see that being like that's forced rarity. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like true rarity down the road. Mm-hmm. And of course, and you know, just to bring it up again, this is kind of forecasting. This is an idea on what could be going up in value. This is not to say, yes, this is going to go up in value by every single one of them. So my first Come one, on, John, put your rep on the line, my rep on the line. Right. And then also I haven't played all of these games, which is part of it. Right. Because when you do see some of these games come out pretty cheap or at a good deal, you're going to pick them up anyways. You're not necessarily going to play them Do you own all of these? Yeah. Just going through the list. Yes, outside of one, but I have it on purchase right now through eBay. Cool. Yeah. So Dark Rose Valkyrie, 1382 right now. These are all complete in box, which is different from the prior episodes I made because we're looking at this from a not nostalgia standpoint. This is a more forecasting standpoint. So Dark Rose Valkyrie is actually an exclusive JRPG to the PlayStation 4. Exclusives have been kind, I wouldn't say hard to come by, but with some of these like third party type titles, it's not, you know, uncommon to see it on multiple consoles, like, you know, on a Switch or an Xbox or PC or whatever it may be. This is, and it may be on PC, but this one console wise for a physical disc is exclusive to the PS4. So when you look at older games on like PlayStation 1, 2, 3, JRPGs are typically something that will go up in value down the road. And this one has pretty decent reviews of like sixes and sevens. And so it kind of meets that criteria of like, it's not too bad. People are willing to, to play this type of game. It's got decent reviews. And at this point, it's super cheap. Another one, and this is actually uh, something I forecasted a long time ago, uh, probably about a year and a half, two years ago that I forecast this game whenever it came out, was Blue Reflection on the PlayStation 4. This one, again, is also uh, exclusive to the PlayStation 4. And Blue Reflection, when I picked it up, dude, it was like $15 when I got it. And I saw this game and said, all right, we're looking JRPG, anime girls, um, pretty good graphics, decent reviews. Uh, You know, from all the trailers I watched, it looked pretty flippin' sweet. So I was like, this is gonna go up, and it has. So since uh, I picked it up, it's gone up to $57.49. Before I continue here, one thing that you'll notice is I don't have titles on here like Ease 8, uh, Godzilla, Gravity Rush, all of that. Stuff that's already through the roof priced. Exactly. They're already, you know, $150 plus uh, for some of these games. So I'm not going to be looking at those. Uh, Another title, this is going to be a horror VR game. And so you'll see a couple VR games on here or VR enabled. And... This is more along the lines of if VR for some strange reason, because I know we'll have it on PS5, if VR does not pick up or it dies with the PS5, you're going to have a ton of VR type games that are have only going to been released on the PlayStation 5. Four. So, or four, sorry. Four and five. Um, so looking at this, I would say Home Sweet Home 
It's a VR horror game. It's already pretty obscure to begin with. Uh, you can pick this up usually about brand new for about 50 bucks, but I have complete in box on here for 44. I think I got my copy at $35 not too long ago. And it, it's just horror games in general have a pretty good um, later in their life cycle adoption from collectors. And this is one of those that I don't think it's been like super heavily printed. It's a PS4 based VR game and it's obscure. Well, and horror is like the best genre for VR. Yeah. Because it's like everything that makes stuff scary, like you have to face it in VR. Exactly. Like it's like going to a haunted house inside your own house. Yeah, and the game we played uh, earlier, Blair Witch, I don't know if it has a VR component, but... I think there is a VR version. If, man, if there is, I would ship I'll bricks. look that up. Yeah. So, Home Sweet Home is another one. Uh, you know, I think it's a Japanese-based horror uh, story, so super cool looking. I've seen a lot of trailers for it. I do own it, of course, and whenever I do get VR with a PS5, this will be one of the games that I play. Uh, the next one is going to be Tearaway Unfolded, uh, 867. This is a media molecule game. And I feel that this one was overlooked. It's got a lot of great reviews and I just don't think it got like the attention it deserved. And so I think you're going to see uh, a game like Tearaway Unfolded, which maybe didn't get the attention it deserved on the console, uh, being overseen by games like Little Big Planet and eventually Sackboy uh, coming out in Dreams. And so this is a title that it looks good. Uh, it's got the good reviews. The graphics are there. It's by a very reputable developer. I think this one down the road, you could see it go up. Whether or not it's in the 40s and 50s or anything like that down the road, and we're talking years from now, 867, I think, is a bottom that you're going to find this game. In fact, I picked up my copy. Um, it's going to be like 12 bucks after shipping. So if you can find this game for under $10, I think it'll be worth it. So this is just a great title that's worth your money to buy and will probably appreciate that makes it good enough like it's never going to be like a not all of these are ever even going to be like a 200 hundred dollar game well like something like blue reflection very well could be could be but yeah tearaway is not going to be yeah like blue reflection is still so obscure like i'm sure after some people hear this episode are gonna be like what go look it up and be like oh shit i should buy that so and you yeah. heard it here first. And you heard it here first. No, probably not. Uh, so, yeah, I think Tearaway and Folder will be in that in that realm, right? Not super expensive down the road, but something you'll be like, cool, you know, I should buy this now because it, it likely will double, triple in value, potentially. Uh, the next one I have on here, which I have actually beat and I did enjoy, was Concrete Genie. Uh, this one looked beautiful. Uh, the game itself is great. I truly enjoyed this game. I, I gave it a pretty good review after playing it. And I don't think it was, you know, really picked up too much. I mean, it's got the VR, uh, or no, yeah, it does have VR enablement on here, um, or at least move controllers. And it's just a pretty game. It, it's got, you know, a pretty decent story going for it. Uh, I did enjoy it all the way through. And it's 15 bucks right now. It launched at 30 So, I mean, you're really only looking at, since I played this, it's only dipped 50%. And, you know, maybe it hits like 10 bucks you know, for a used copy, and if so, pick it up. Like, it's it's not going to do you a disservice to pick up some of these games at, you know, they're going rate right now. Even if they go down $5, you know, there's a possibility that several years from now they do go up. Uh, next one here is going to be Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise at 1847. I want to say I picked this up at like 15 bucks complete in box and it's now sitting at 1847. So I feel that this particular title, and this is actually uh, an RPG uh, interestingly enough, so it's an action-based RPG. It's got some decent reviews, and 
if it's kind of picking up already right now at 1847, uh, I could see this going up a little further down the road. Whether or not it's uh, you know, a $70, $80 game down the road is a different story, but you know, maybe this game goes back into the $30, $35 range here pretty soon. Uh, the next one I got, uh, and there is a VR component to this, uh, a standalone DLC type game that came out, uh, Until Dawn. So they had Until Dawn, I think it was Blood Rush. Is, uh, Rush of Blood. Rush of Blood, yeah. So Until Dawn was a first PlayStation 4 game I actually played. And I loved it. It was awesome, dude. And I think I picked it up when it was like $15 at the time. It's sitting at 10. It's an exclusive uh, title to the PlayStation 4. And, you know, if you if you like the story-based type games where you kind of have to make decisions quickly, uh, you know, like a... Um, God, what's it called? The Origami Guy. Um, do, 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 I'm thinking of a name... Oh, uh, heavy rain, heavy rain, heavy rain, uh, heavy rain, Detroit becoming human, those types of games. If you like those types of games until dawn is going to be right up your alley. And it's like a choose your own adventure. Kind of. It's and got, they just had that yeah. other one, the man of Medan or something. Uh-huh. I want to play that. And they have another one coming out, uh, dark pictures or something. I think is the other one. So those all look great. These are great types of games. You don't have to be fully committed to, you know, grueling gameplay or anything like that. You just kind of sit back, enjoy the story, wander. It's a fun, like, party thing. Yeah. This is a great, like, you know, I guess it's a little bit late for Spooky Night, but next Spooky Night, pick this up now because it'll be even more expensive next year come this time. We'll see. You can sit around with all your friends and play it. It's a great time. Yeah, except it's pretty long, so I don't know about sitting in one sitting, but it's... This no, would I be think one you that... could beat it in, like, a night. Ooh, maybe. I don't know. I did take a while to beat it. Who knows? Maybe that was just me. You did? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Until Dawn would be a good one. So that's one to pick up. Uh, The other one here is going to be Paranormal Activity Lost Soul. Uh, This is sitting at 2063. They recently did a reprint. So this game was sitting at like 40 bucks for a while. uh, Used at GameStop. You can now pick it up, I think, brand new for like 25 bucks. This one is supposed to be exclusive to Best Buy, actually. So I would say with this being exclusive to a retailer, we have seen things like... Uh, Gravity Rush, which wasn't super popular when it came out, the remastered version at least, and that was exclusive to Amazon. They did like two prints, and now the game's sitting like that's 100. That's like through the roof. Uh, it's about 120 bucks, roughly, uh, for that game. And if you get lucky, you can find it at GameStop or something for 60 if you happen to come across it, because they still sell it pretty cheap. Same with titles like Godzilla and Ease. Uh, super hard to find locally um, in a shop like that, but if you do come across it, they are worth a bit. And so Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul... Uh, exclusive to Best Buy. I do think they did another print recently, which would explain why Best Buy now has stock of it randomly. It's sitting, I think, new. I want to say I saw 15 bucks through Best Buy. Mm. So so that's already a $5 so, profit. Well, I mean, it just, it's dropped because it used to be like 40 when I was looking at this initially. So I would say pick this one up. It's VR-based, uh, exclusive to a retailer, and it's horror, so it goes right in line with that VR. And of course, it's paranormal activity, so that's already kind of freaky to begin with. Uh, so this is a this is a pretty good title, and it's actually got some decent reviews around it as well. And the last one I have here is Helldivers Super Earth Ultimate Edition. Uh, I don't I've know. Never even heard of this. One. Right. So this is a random one. I picked it up for about ten dollars, or not, actually not even that. I think I picked it up for eight. Uh, maybe a month ago potentially i was just kind of looking at obscure titles that i could find on like amazon that were on sale and happened to be on ebay and you know later on that night and saw it for cheaper so helldivers is like a top-down shooter 
and it has great reviews, like eights and nines, actually. Uh, this one, from what I see, is only on the PlayStation 4. It may be on PC, you know, because of the type of game it is, but um, and with it being a third-party developer, as far as consoles are concerned, I was only able to find this one on the PlayStation 4. So right now, it's sitting about $14.44 for a complete in-box copy. You might be able to find it cheaper. If you're a fan of top-down shooters and such, definitely pick it up. It's got great reviews uh, from what I have seen, uh, eights and nines, and, you know, maybe above that. And, you know, top-down shooters and side-scrolling shooters and all that over the years have typically appreciated in value. Uh, it's a very niche group of folks that play that. And... You know, this is right in line with, with those types of games. If it's getting great reviews, there's a lot of crappy top-down shooters and side-scrolling shooters you can play. If this is getting good reviews, it might be worth a pick up, just in case, and also to enjoy it. So all of this will put you down about $202. Yep, and 80 cents. So we'll round it up to 203 So you got to go find a buddy to give you three extra dollars. And then keep in mind, you know... But these... hopefully it'll go up. Hopefully, This yeah. is an investment in your future. <laughs> I would hope so. But, you know, here's the thing with 203 on these games, and it came out to what was it like 10 games or nine games or something? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's like nine games. And so, you know, if you look at these nine games, you're looking about what, 2250 a pop, roughly, 23 bucks a pop for these titles. And on average, and that's that's not to say you can't find these cheaper, you know. Uh Fist of the North Star, you could probably get a GameStop a little less than 18 bucks. Concrete Genie. I'm sure you can pick up a copy for $10. Same thing with like Helldivers. I'm sure you can still find a copy for $10. And Dark Rose Valkyrie, it's been sitting about $15. I've, it's recently gone down a little bit to $13.82. But these are all games that you can find available for a lower price point if you're patient and you wait. So it's not to say it's going to cost you $203. It could cost you anywhere, you know, from $180 to $203. So you don't have to necessarily jump on it right now. Like they're not like all on a steep slope at the moment you have to act fast but if you see these lying around well and they might be worth it in the long run and certain ones i would say like if you get a good deal on it right now it might be worth looking at it would be like a blue reflection home sweet home uh and then fist of the north star and maybe paranormal activity those are like the top ones that i'd say if you see these at a good rate that's like at or below this price point you might as well pick it up and you'll notice the one thing i kept in in check here was I didn't go above what would normally be a retail rate. So Blue Reflection, you know, if you're looking to buy a new game, as we all know, new games typically drop in price for quite some time before they go back up, if ever. So a game like Blue Reflection has already seen that. It's already been at a retail rate, which I think was like 30 or 40 when it released. It went down as far as like 15 and now it's 57. So like this is a game that if you see this, just grab it. You know, it's not going to hurt. In, you know, hold off on buying a new $60 game. Pick up something like this if it's of interest to you. And then just wait for that other game for, you know, a couple months. You know, wait till Black Friday. Yeah. You know, you're going to have deals that come across on a lot of these. So, Ryan, that is uh, in the mind of a collector and really just kind of a brain dump of everything I see with these titles. And you're going to have people out there that don't agree with my method or, you know, say, oh, you're stupid for forecasting games. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, if I'm going to buy the games, I'm going to buy the games. And I'd rather Somebody least... out there is being like, just pick up two copies of Godzilla. You make more money. Yeah, well, I have picked up like three copies of Godzilla in the past. Uh, but the other thing to keep in mind is if you're against the whole thing of like, oh, you're just picking up games for the value component. Well, no, it's not necessarily that. Like, I'm picking up games that I feel are going to be of interest to me and be able to play down the road. And looking at it from a component of, do I want to play or do I want to pay 
$150 for a game down the road when I can pick it up now for 20 mm-hmm. Like, sure, if it goes down like 10 bucks, as I've seen with games like Kingdom Hearts 3, I picked that up when it came out. It's $10 right now for Black Friday. Yeah, it's 50 bucks that I wasted playing it back then, but my wife really wanted to play yeah. it. Same kind of concept there, right? So, sure, could I pick up Blue Reflection, you know, four years from now? Yeah, but it might also be $150 versus 57 right now. So that's kind of the things to keep in mind, and it's, you know, having seen so many games in the past where I'm like, I had the opportunity to buy it for like 20 bucks and I didn't, and then you see it going for 60 and you're like, man, if I just would have at that time spent the $20, I wouldn't be spending 60 today. And you don't know what your financial situation is. If you have the ability to buy one of these like 20 bucks, just buy it because six years from now, when it's sitting at like a hundred bucks, whatever it may be, you'll have already had in your collection and you won't have to worry about, I really want to play that game, but now it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's just kind of a, the mindset on that. We should check in on these next year at this time. Maybe we'll have to put a reminder for ourselves, see what the prices are. But yeah, hey, that'd be pretty cool. You listener, remind us. So Thank what, you. what would that be? Episode 156? Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. 52 weeks. We'll see how it comes down. All right, dude. Well, uh, I've shown you what I would do for games that I feel are going to go up in value. And obviously looking at that from... If I'm to purchase a PlayStation 5, I'm going to have some backwards compatibility to play these anyways. So forecasting the ability to buy a PS5 and get some good games. What are you looking at for a PS4 starter kit as a PS5 alternative? Yeah, so if you're like me and you don't like the way the PS5 looks, but you're not like me because you don't already own a PS4, well, my friends, have I got a deal for you. I, uh, I put together this week's PS4 starter kit for the price of $200. That's assuming you can get a PlayStation 4 for $150. So uh, that only gave me a slim $50 budget within which to get you awesome games to play on that PS4. And it was tough. $50 is not a lot to work with. That's less than the price of one brand new PS4 game. But I think I put together some good stuff here. So, number one... Prey. This is a game I've actually played and beaten. Woo! Nobody saw that coming. Oh, man. Uh, Prey's an awesome, uh, you know, action shooter with, like, a lot of puzzle elements, a lot of exploration. Uh, It's got a lot of different, uh, you know, there's multiple endings. There's multiple different ways you can play the game. Like, you can really spec your character out in a bunch of different ways, so it's got some good replay factor to it. It looks gorgeous. It's got some spookiness to it. Ton of fun. Really good game. Can't recommend it enough. That's only six forty-two. This is complete in box. You know me. I'm not selling you some loose discs. Uh, next up, another game I've actually played: Monster Hunter World. This is eight eighty-four. Monster Hunter. For those of you that aren't familiar, is like huge franchise, and the movie that's coming out for it looks dumb, but. The uh, the main idea is that it's a it's kind of an RPG because you get gear, but you don't actually get like levels. You don't get stronger. The only way to get better at Monster Hunter is to get better at Monster Hunter. It's it's kind of Dark Souls ish in that way where like your actual skill and experience really helps you improve. And one thing with Monster Hunter is it's a pretty long series in terms of like what's out there. So I think it started on PlayStation 2, if I believe. 
So you've got Monster Hunter games available to you for various consoles like PSP. I think the Wii U has a Monster Hunter game. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, if you have those consoles and you're like, yeah, I don't want to take the dip yet and buy Monster Hunter World from Ryan's uh, list here, you can always check it out on like cheaper consoles too. Well, and this one has the benefit of being great online play. Like I played this with a bunch of friends before. Uh, it's very repetitive. So like when you're going to try to grind for parts to make new armors and stuff like you can always jump in with somebody else and help them grind on some stuff because there's probably going to be something in it for you anyways on that's uh 884 good deal there uh next up i was just kind of drawn to put this one on the list doom this is the 2016 doom not the new doom eternal uh 950 it's not a game that i've played but Doom is such like a long-running franchise, and this is such an extremely well-reviewed game that's just like full of heart-pounding action. I mean, it looks gorgeous, and it's something that I've always really wanted to play. So I think for 950, it rounds out a great shooter on this list. Uh, next up, got to get some RPG love in there, so we're gonna go with Final Fantasy 15. This was the reason I bought my PS4. You never uh, beat it, though, right? I certainly did not. So I beat it for Ryan. It yeah, was good. And I mean, like, I'm not even so sure. Like, I listened to uh, Super Eyepatch Wolf's review on this last week, and he wasn't super stoked on the game. I know that uh, I was so pumped for this game, I bought Final Fantasy Type-O just to get the demo, which I actually liked the combat in the demo way better than I liked the combat in the normal game. I think a lot of people had that same reaction. Like, uh, you know, I beat it while we were recording the podcast. Yeah. And... I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, a lot of open world, a lot of fun to go through and explore. And, it's a big game. It's a long game. Yeah, lots of missions. There's a lot to do in this game, but it's not It's not like that linear type aspect that the other Final Fantasies had. Like other Final Fantasies, you can do like the open world type thing later in the game. This just lets you do it from the get-go. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of deviates a Love lot. Love the car. From, yeah, well, the car is okay. You can actually make it fly later on in the game oh which really is cool yeah i just like customizing it yeah so customizing was cool um if i win the lottery i'm getting a replica of that car made that'd be pretty awesome actually especially the flying one but yeah dude <laughs> i i enjoyed final fantasy 15 the summoning was kind of weird compared to like prior games and such so there's some components i didn't like and a story towards the end was a little lackluster but i believe they released an anime that kind of has like an alternate yeah. ending or true ending well there's uh there's a movie and there's like a five episode anime and they're all like prequel or during i don't know that there's any like post content but there are like there was the royal edition that came out or yeah. not royal edition is it royal it's edition? royal edition that i that's the one i have okay yeah and that has like the dlc for everybody but i think arden okay which and I, I know the dlc like you it leaves out a bunch like if you play the game without the dlc some stuff doesn't necessarily make as much sense and they kind of you know try to ring you out so this is just the basic version this is the regular but 704 complete in box man what a deal yeah it's not bad uh next up had to be on the list is the most expensive game on this list and probably the most worth it god of war god of war for the ps4 totally an incredible amazing game might be my favorite game of all time don't know haven't beat it <laughs> that's right i remember that now but that's sitting at 1239 right now that's a really good deal i mean to get everything all this goodness for under 50 bucks i mean 12 bucks is the most you're paying for any of these like i really instead of final fantasy 15 i really wanted to put persona 5 on there 
because everybody says that's super incredible, but it was going to be 13 bucks. And I was like, man, that is going to make it so much harder. I'm going to have to pick some crappy $5 game to round out this list. And I couldn't do it. You could have done, um, what's it called? Order of 1886. That's actually not bad. And that's like five bucks. Yeah, but it's only like five hours. I'm getting you playtime. Like these, this is enough content here that you can wait till the PS5 becomes available again. Well, see, it works out because Persona is probably like three times the amount of time it would take you to beat Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> so by putting in a five-hour five yeah, game, true. you'd be okay. That's true. Yeah. I didn't think of that. So God of War, gotta have like this. That God of War and um, this next one, Horizon Zero Dawn. I feel are like. Two of the essential must-own, if you own a PS4, type games. So they had to go on this list. And uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, John's beat it. I've not played it, but it looks incredible. John's absolutely given it all the praise in the world. $6.50. So, complete in box. All of these are complete in box. I'm going to throw a wrench into Ryan's whole thing here. So, here's what's cool. If you wait until Black Friday for some of these games, God of War is supposed to be like 10 bucks on Black Friday. Saves you three dollars. Horizon Zero Dawn with the DLC, I think, runs about ten bucks. So save yourself a little money. Get the DLC version of Horizon Zero Dawn, which, by the way, is a hundred percent worth it on a DLC component of that. So yeah, if you're looking at that game, definitely buy the complete edition. Totally worth it. So this PS4 starter kit is going to run you two hundred dollars and sixty-nine cents. And of course, you can find a lot of these things locally. So a PS4 console. Easily, you can find it locally and maybe get two controllers out of that for mm-hmm. 150 I see them all the time. So, good stuff, man. So, you could actually get my PS4 starter kit. You could get all of John's games that are going to make you way more money down the road and save $100. Yeah, that's true. And just ignore the PS5 until they come out with a design that actually looks like it's worth buying and will actually fit in your entertainment center. Well, yeah, it's actually part of <laughs> in it. In three years. Because right now, it'd be sitting on my floor. Uh, yeah, so if you wait a little bit, say two years, get whatever new version they have, like PS5 Pro or whatever the hell they release, you're going to get likely a better console. You're going to have missed any potential hardware malfunctions that could happen within a year to two years, as we've seen with some consoles uh, on failure rates. Now, granted, failure rates are not bad, you know, or they shouldn't be as bad as what they used to be of like the 360 and the PS3. The PS4 is phenomenal. I think the Xbox One didn't really have any failure rate issues as far as I know. So, you know, it still gives you that kind of comfort, right? Like, I can wait a year to two years. I can enjoy a bunch of games that came out the last generation. It'll be like $200 cheaper, half the size. And then on top of that, you can always resell that PS4 down the road for like 50 bucks less and put it towards a brand new PS5. Usually they give you a great deal on trade-ins towards new consoles at GameStop. Well, initially. I don't know if they'll be doing that later on, but they might do it for like if there's a pro-type version that comes out for the 5 they might do something like that, you know, with older consoles, you know, whether it's PS4, PS5, a, a normal edition, whatever it may be. Uh, so we'll see. Now, our next thing here, dude, our inflation deflation game of the week. So this one is the Blair Witch. Uh, it is available, I believe, on the 360 as no, not 360 G's Xbox One as well. Uh, this is by Bluber Team. I looked it up. That's why I was so confused that it like just got the physical release. I didn't realize that it was like an Xbox exclusive when it came out at first, and then it came out digitally for PlayStation later, and then they finally waited until now. Like I guess waiting until October to release it for a physical, you get that spooky month kind of tie-in. Like 
you know, if people hadn't already bought it digitally, like, this is as good a month as any to release it physically. Yeah, and so, I mean, the game, Xbox One for sure is what it came out on uh, digitally. I think it was released digitally last year for various consoles. And then there was a PAL version that was released, I want to say, before the normal version for North America. Mm. So, or the physical version for North America, not normal. Uh, but yeah, this one's developed by Bloober Team. It is published by Lionsgate Games, so you got a little bit of horror back there. Uh, designed by... I've got it. Go ahead and it's say... It's Mateus Lenart. So it's a French name. I looked it up. Is it French? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's French. I just looked up how to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so this was released uh, worldwide on the PS4 Digital December of 2019, and physical copies came out this year. Uh, so to my delight... I yeah right now this month yeah i to my i just bought it like what a week ago two weeks ago yeah so to my delight i've been waiting for this game to come out and it finally came out on physical so it is a survival horror based game and it's got reviews anywhere from five to seven out of ten so it's it's okay and uh, a lot of the concerns that are things that people brought up i could see while we were playing you know so i guess we'll, we'll jump right into it man uh the game itself i thought was pretty it looks good, good looking. Yeah, it looks good. It, it's definitely not bad. And I could see if this was in VR, how flipping scary it would yeah, be. Yeah, it would be real spooky. You know, like, so we got through, I think, the first four chapters of the game because we wanted to get to a point where it was like the first type of encounter that you would have within the forest. We ran into some kind of bogeyman. Yeah, some, well, really a witch, I think is what we ran into. And so that was pretty freaking scary at first. And, uh, you know, you get a flash or flashlight on him to you know, kind of get them to disappear. And of course you get damage dealt to you and whatnot. But the cool thing about this game is it's very exploratory and you're able to manipulate uh, different scenes by looking at videos that you capture and you're able to see those things come to life within the game itself. So a hint for anybody who gets stuck like we did and you haven't played this game yet. Uh, the first area has you find a video of um, a little boy who's playing with a police car that you're trying to track in the forest because he's been lost. And when you're playing that part, if you pause it on the police car and you're looking in the general direction of where he was playing and you turn off the camera, the police car appears like just randomly. So freaky stuff like that. Um, it is a little dark. I felt like I get it, like why it's dark, but it does make it a little difficult to see and play. I mean, you can always tone the brightness up, but uh, I have a feeling. I don't know. I have a feeling it's just like if the flashlight's like not pointing at it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, so it, it's weird in that aspect where, not weird, but, like, you have a flashlight, and then they're very it's good. It's super at, focused. It doesn't yeah. have a lot of, like, that that surrounding illumination that you like. It's a very crappy flashlight that you're using, and it's not a shake flashlight, which is kind of good, so you don't have to worry about, like, shaking your controller. I forget which game I had to do that with, but, uh, yeah, you don't have that that issue. Uh, you have a dog that's with you, Bullet with your character Ellis. and your The dog seems cool. Yeah, dog's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to have different commands and stuff, and he's able to kind of search around and guide you in the right direction, which is nice, but there are instances where, like, in that one scene where he just kind of, like, you're running through the woods, it's like, bullet, where are you? And you have, like, the little arrow indicating where you gotta go to, but it's, like, just trees, like, all over the place, and you're trying to find your way through just this mesh of trees, and I get it, that's, like, super cool, and it makes it scary, but we're not in VR, so it's it's kind of it kind of hurts the gameplay for me in a bit because now I'm just like rushing through these trees. I'm like, this is just a bunch of brush in my face type of thing, and I don't have that visual experience of like yeah looking directly at it. So I wish certain components of that didn't happen. Um, I didn't see any frame rate issues. I know somebody had mentioned frame rate issues. Um, some people had mentioned we didn't really get yeah. to a point where there was a lot happening on screen. Well, that one no, I mean I I can. 
I can see like frame rate would be like any clipping or anything throughout the game. And I didn't see anything like that while we were moving. And even the first like hostile type environment that we dealt with with the witch, it there wasn't any major issues there. So either that's because of a firmware update that ha happened and we played it after a firmware update, which I don't think we did because I haven't updated my PS4 since they were having issues on the recent update. Um, there's that, but then the game itself is just, you know, like I said, it's, it's dark. It's hard to see things. So far, it's very walking simulator. Yeah, very walking simulator-esque. You do have that little bit of the battle that we faced, and the story is actually pretty interesting. So, you know, I don't know where people are going to 5 out of 10 or even a 6 out of 10 out of this. I would say so far from what we've experienced, I'd probably put it more in that 7 out of 10 range. And surround sound is your friend on this game. Like, it's so much better. I was super excited for this game when it was announced um, until I realized I wouldn't be able to play it because I didn't have an Xbox. That doesn't matter anymore. Now I can play it. But, and it's uh, short, too. It's like five hours, I think. Yeah. I think that the Blair Witch is like a good, you know, property to be picked up and turned into a game. Like, I think I saw when I was looking this up that there's some Blair Witch game that came out on like PC at some point in the past. But like so many... Uh, horror franchises out there that could be adopted into games i think this was a good choice yeah and the whole forest thing is what really makes us scarier i, I don't know about you but i if i'm in a, a woodsy type area i don't like walking in woods alone especially mm -hmm. for flashlight you can't That's why see you anything. got your dog too much cracking in the woods and such we used to do that in college we'd go out to uh there was like a forest type area not too far from where we were and um, we would go out there like a group of four or five of us and we just walk the trail at night with like flashlights. But even with like four or five people, that was spooky. So and then they actually there was a there was a inmate, uh, a previous murderer, actually, at one time escaped the prison in that area and actually found him in that forest area. That was that was pretty freaky. So getting down to brass tacks, we've got a uh, most expensive version, complete in box PS4. $28.94. Or new, 30 bucks. Cheapest version, loose, PAL PS4, $20.62. Which you could play on your North American PS4. So, uh, the completed box is that $28.94. It's peaking now. John, what do you think? Going to go up or down? Well, I mean, seeing as it just came out, uh, it's going to go down. That's 100% <laughs> going to happen. Uh, but I do think that this game, uh, you know... I think it'll stay in that $20 range, you know, down the road, probably stay at 15 and then, you know, maybe it goes up, you know, but it is a multi-platform based game. And it, that's the thing that's interesting or difficult to tell with a lot of these games now because of the digital aspect. But as we did see with games like, um, DuckTales on the Wii U Woo. and the PS3, uh, that game shot up in value. And the reason it shot up is because they removed, at least on Wii U, they removed the digital download for it. Mm. Because as we have said, physical media is the way to go. If your game is removed from digital download or they just removed the digital download aspect in general, you're not going to be able to get it again. At least physical, you get to keep it. So this could be down the road where this game just is not in existence anymore digitally and your only place to play it is on Xbox One or PS4. But we're so far from that point in time and it did just get released it's hard to tell. So a game like this would, I would typically say if it was exclusive to like the PS4 very late in the cycle, I'd say, yeah, this will probably go up down the road, but right now it's just too early. Loose copy 2142 just came out. Guess that one. Uh, that'll go down like a loose copy, loose copies for these from a collector standpoint. 
Look, if you can pick up games right now, PS3, Who threw the PS4, box away already? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Who's the person that's going home? Don't need this. Yeah, right? It, it makes no sense. Like, so how There's you... somebody out there that still has one of those CD binders, and it's just full of all their games. Oh, cringy, <laughs> cringy, cringy. Dude, I used to do that And then PS1. every time they buy a new game, they've got to move everyone over... A well, slot to fit it in alphabetically. Know, some people just don't have the space, so it makes sense, right? Like, if I don't have the space, why am I going to keep, a, you know, a game case? I get it, and they're not necessarily collectors, those people that do that. I mean, they're collecting the loose discs for some reason. Well, they're buying, and they're throwing out the game, and then once they beat it, Maybe they're, returning they're making that $7. Maybe. Maybe they're keeping the game, and they're making that $7 selling those cases off to people. You know, I've actually heard that it's it's actually better sometimes to sell like if you have a manual, a case and a game that's rare, it's better to sell them separate than all together because people are willing to pay more money uh -huh. for like just a case just to just finish off what they need. Yeah, like more than usual. So you've like, got the control there because they're not going to buy a whole new copy to replace their partial copy. Yeah, like I just sold a manual for Metroid uh, Super Metroid for like thirty dollars. Jeez, like. I, I didn't want it. I didn't need it. So I was like, I'll sell it for 30 bucks, you know, and somebody bought it because they needed that to maybe complete a, a box and game copy that they had. Mm -hmm. You know, I've sold a Castlevania box before for $50, like little things like that. And the game itself complete, I think is like 90. And the game is also, the game is like 40 bucks. The box is like 50. And if you throw in a manual, you're looking at well over the standard value. So yeah, I, um, I could see where somebody could say they're going to make $7 off a case. Yeah. So, Ryan, overall, what did you think of this game? Um, You know, it's... it's I, I know about this game because I've watched somebody do, like, a whole review on it. And I know what comes up later in the game. And, you know, it's difficult with this one because usually when we do this, it's an old game. And we're trying to figure out, like... Like, is the quality of this game even really worth playing anymore in today's? Like, is there something you could spend that money on better? But this is basically just evaluating, like, a brand new game. And I think it's hard for me to say that it's not worth the twenty eight ninety four because it literally just came out. Well, that, and, and it's even 30 bucks new right now. Yeah, so you're basically not really save like you're not paying the tax but you're also going to be paying for shipping you know uh, you know what man like i think at the end of the day this game you would say just right you know it's not inflated it's not deflated not yet uh not yet you, you don't because the price hasn't changed yeah and even so here's the thing man even so if this game is sitting at 20 bucks for a brand new copy i'm still going to be like it's deflated because even at $30, I think from what we have played and the experience that we'll have with this game, playing it through and that horror aspect, I think it's worth $30. Mm -hmm. So even at 20 bucks in several months, I still think it's totally worth it at 20 bucks. Those reduced rate games that aren't like a full price are generally way more worth the price tag than some of those bigger AAA titles. 100%. Like Senua's Sacrifice was an example of, or Hell, yeah, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice was a clear example of picking up a game for 20 30 bucks not a huge triple a title although microsoft clearly picked them up for a reason and the game was phenomenal 
I didn't pay full price. I didn't pay full price for this compared to, you know, the $60 games you see on the market. I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just right. Just right. Okay. So uh, next week we will be recording uh, with my buddy. He'll be in town. So that'll be pretty interesting. He's, I don't think he's ever recorded on a podcast. So audio quality issues coming forward uh, with his audio. We'll do our best. We'll do our best to manage that episode. Uh, But we're going to play the Bible game with him. That is going to be interesting. And we'll probably play some Super Smash Bros. Or no, not Super Smash. We'll play some Mario Party as well. So quick Bible game just to see what it's all about. And then we'll play uh, probably like a 15 round uh, Mario Party, whether that's on the N64, GameCube, Wii, or Wii U. Let us know which yeah, version of Mario know. Party you think we should play somewhere on the internet. You can find us at Game Deflators at Twitter, The Game Deflators at Instagram, Facebook. And of course, you can find us on podcast applications, as we noted earlier Podbean, Podcast Addict, as well as all other Apple podcast we, applications. Give us a six star review. Be nice. Yeah. So also you can a find us on spooky six star review. I don't know about spooky. It'll be done by then. A uh, thankful. That's the next holiday, yeah, right? Thankful <laughs> <laughs> review. Thankful for listening to us. Uh, you can also find us on thegameslaters.com. Check out that website. It's pretty cool. Okay. Well, that is it for this week's episode. My name is John. I'm Ryan. And thank you for listening and enjoy November. November.